right, and we are live. I hope everybody is doing good, and may you be richly blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just to, you know, because there's a daily release of gaslit propaganda, and I know that I'm preaching to the choir, those of you that are watching the TLP. I know that most of you know the truth, but just so you have the statistics, I want you to see it. Just a little snippet to start off the show on the Biden economy, RNC research video. Biden, when I took office, play it for me, Will. When I took office, the economy was in ruins. <laughs> oh, is it back to me already? That's not, that was not all it was. Oh, it's supposed to have a bunch more stuff on there. Did you guys cut that thing? Was it me? Oh, no, okay. That was, that was, that's why I was sitting here, sitting here writing, because it's supposed to have all this information on it. Put up the next one for me. It's supposed to give all this on the, uh, actually on the video. Something must happen to it. But RNC research. So here's the da- data. So Biden says... That when he took office, the economy was in ruins. Now, how was it in ruins? Of course, he doesn't elaborate on how it was in ruins. He just says that it's in ruins and it's parroted by the mainstream Pravda Goebbels media over and over and over again until people people start to believe it. Not us. Again, this is, you know, you are the exception if you're watching this podcast, unless you're one of the few leftists that actually watches this podcast. So when he says that when he took office, the economy was in ruins. So let's look. Biden says, when I took office, the economy was in ruins. RNC research tweet. When Biden took office, inflation was at 1.4%. And gas prices were 239 a gallon. Today, inflation is 8.2%, down from a low of 9.1%, and going up, by the way. And gas prices, by the way, are also going up because Biden can't continue to raid the strategic oil reserve until it's completely devoid of oil. But it may, well, maybe you will. The only reason why it's gone down from 5 to $7 a gallon is because he has continually uh, raided the SOR over and over and over again. But it, when they say ruins, absolutely wasn't a ruins. It's just bold-faced lies. You're like, Tom, don't these people know that there's statistical data out there? You've got to understand, always go by what the Bible says. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Or the second part of the verse, Hosea 4, 6, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. So people either don't know or they see it, and because it doesn't fit their political narrative, they reject it. That's how it is. That's simply how it is. And that's why you never take marching orders from bold-faced liars. Speaking of that, let's look at worldwide cabal for just a little while. Well, you know what? It sounds like right-wing conspiracy theory. Why is it that every last thing that I've said on this podcast and numerous others, whether it's Alex Jones, whether it's Dan Bongino, whether it's Tucker Carlson, many other, many other podcasts, Steve Bannon, every last right-wing conspiracy that we have said is happening or is going to happen has happened or is happening right now. And then you have the Atlantic put out an article saying, you know what? We want a pandemic. We want a pandemic amnesty. We want amnesty for all that we afflicted onto the human race uh, during the COVID emergency, quote unquote emergency. But yet, even though they want a pandemic amnesty, they have not retracted any of their pandemic policy oh yeah they have tom some of the mandates have gone down yeah but we're still under an emergency order here we're still under the state of emergency in the united states thereby empowering joe biden at any moment to put out another vaccine mandate mass mandate uh universal lockdown whatever it may be yet they want amnesty but they want to keep their powers they want amnesty but all their policies 
are still in place and they want amnesty and they've never apologized and they want amnesty and they've never retracted one of their salacious, bold-faced, lying statements ever, but yet they want amnesty. But all of these conspiracies, conspiracies that they say that we're about and everything they did, and by the way, they want amnesty, but everything that they imposed afflicted on each and every one of us, they did with absolute certainty. They were, remember, remember the verbiage that they used. They're, they're, we are following the science. It's the science that tells you, you must lock down. It's the science that tells you to put a mask on your face. It's the science that says this, this vaccine is killing hundreds of thousands of people per week or globally. It's the science that says it's safe and effective. It's the science that says it's gene altering, it, that it's not gene altering, even though now Everybody has come out and espoused that it is gene altering. That's a, and I'm speaking, of course, of the va- mRNA vaccination. Every last thing that they afflicted on you and I, every last thing that they, uh, I'm saying, aff- afflicted, inflicted upon us, those things they did, they did those things with absolute certainty. And now they're coming out and saying, you know, from the Atlantic, which is a leftist, globalist, bourgeois, elitist rag, Pravda Media, Goebbels Media. Now they want amnesty because they say they didn't know. Well, if they didn't know, why did they operate in such certainty? You know, if they would have put out things, and by the way, they, they still would, I would have, you know, sloughed them off anyway. But if they would have put out and said, put things out like, this is our recommendation. We don't really know, but this is what we think is best. That's not what they did. They said, you shall. You shall mask because masking stops transmission and infection. You shall vaccinate. One times, two times, three times, four times, and now five times and take Paxlovid while you're sick. You shall do those things because those are the science. And if you don't do that, you're for the mass murder of humanity. That's what they did. They didn't come out and suggest anything. They didn't come out and recommend anything. All all recommendations came out as mandates and dictates. You couldn't work unless you're vaccinated. Couldn't enter buildings unless you were masked. These, these were not uh, humble recommendations. These, these were dictates put out with absolute certainty. So they can take their amnesty request, spin it sideways, take the entire Atlantic magazine, spin it sideways and shove it up their own caboose. They, will, they are not forgiven for what they've done because they haven't repented. I follow the Jesus principles. You're not forgiven unless you repent, Period. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They, that's Matthew 4, 17. They have never done any of those things. So we have a global cabal going on. And, and here's the thing with, with the global cabal. Now, I wrote my list down here. I updated my list because I want you to know the tentacles of the global cabal. And what I mean by tentacles, I want you to know the tactics of the global cabal. Now, why am I, why am I saying global cabal? Because it's a global cabal. That's why. It's not right-wing conspiracy. It's absolutely happening. The global cabal is what? If it wasn't in the Bible, I wouldn't espouse it. Believe me. You're not hearing me say anything about nuclear war. Why are you not hearing me say anything about nuclear war? It's not in the Bible. I'm not concerned about nuclear war. I'm concerned about a global cabal. That global cabal to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by a tyrant or a tyrannical government. And this tyrannical government will be a global government 
eventually headed by beast one and beast two. This is in the Bible. This is Revelation chapter 13 and 14. Please read it. I am a Christian minister. I am a Christian. I believe what the Bible says. Sadly, for many quote unquote Christians, the Bible is right wing conspiracy. But I want you to know the many tentacles and what I mean by tentacles, tactic, tactics of the global cabal coming out of Davos, Switzerland in cooperation with the Democratic Party, in cooperation with the Tory party out of out of Great Britain, in cooperation with the Bank of London, in cooperation with the IMF, in cooperation with the UN, in cooperation with the World Bank. In cooperation with the World Economic Forum, in cooperation with the CCP and the PLA, in cooperation with Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden, Scott Morrison, Emmanuel Macron, Angela Merkel, whoever else you want to name, Boris Johnson, uh, the, the new, the new, I just forgot his name, but the new prime minister, uh, yeah, what's it again, Rishi Sunak, is that right? Sunak? Rishi Sunak. I don't ever get the names. I'm so used to the old names that it's hard to get the new ones down. So Rishi Sunak, who you saw in the, in the, in the pregame, pimping and whoring CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, he's whoring, pimping and whoring those because it's all meant to control you. And I know that I use this verse on every single podcast, but that's what this world is all about right now. What you have is Revelation chapter 13 and 14 unfolding right before your eyes, and it will continue to unfold until the church... Starts with the church, the light of the world, the city that is set on hill is you. Jesus was the light of the world, gave you the empowerment of the Holy Spirit so that you would become the light of the world. That's in Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So you have Revelation 13 and 14. Verses, which is the mark of the beast, where no one can buy, sell, trade, or travel without their QR code and mark of the beast. You have that versus 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the restraining. We are to be the restraining. Now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way, until he's raptured away. You and I cannot comply acquiesce, capitulate, and restrain at the same time. You must stand. You must stand. You can't be, you can't go to Thanksgiving this year and everybody in the house is calling a woman a man and a man a woman and you go ahead and capitulate and do the same thing. You cannot. Those days are over. I preached this on Sunday. Up until 2020, there was a nominal Christianity that was never acceptable, but yet you could get by with it. There is nothing now. You will choose. You will choose. Antichrist versus Holy Ghost. That's it. Before there was just kind of sort of a weakened, watered down evangelical movement, Bible verse avoiding movement, whatever it may be called, art churches, watered down hyper grace churches, Bible verse skipping churches, avoiding troubling verses, whatever they may be, because they empty out churches. They just existed. No problem. They even voted for the correct people for all intents and purposes. We're pretty, they never said it from the pulpits, but would vote pro-life. But then all of these nominal churches bought lock, stock, and barrel into the COVID narrative, the fraudulent COVID response to a real virus. It's a real virus that's man-made, but it was a real virus. And all of these nominal churches and many even stronger churches bought lock, stock, and barrel into the, 
into the narrative that we are trying to save your life. All that you have to do is put a medical narrative in front of something, and it's been shown that the evangelical movement will bend over and grab its ankles. 99.9% of churches closed. I never closed, never will. Rodney Howard Brown never closed, never will. Jonathan Shuttlesworth never closed, never will. Archer Pulaski never closed, never will. Tony Spell never closed, never will. Greg Locke never closed, never will. But there are very few. And the only international figure that didn't close was Rodney Howard Brown. So they, it was, it, we, we not, I don't like to use the word we because it's not we, it's they. But the evangelical movement and the United States, even many, many conservatives, it's now been shown what your kryptonite is. All they have to do is say that it's a medical emergency, which they'll use with climate too. Too much CO2 in the air. Uh, it's too hot outside. They were pulling this garbage last summer in, in European country. Mandatory lockdowns because it was hot outside. When it's the same degrees it's always been. But now they're using the lockdown infrastructure to lock you down for something else. Just like they'll use the vaccine passport infrastructure for digital currency and for digital IDs and digital wallets. It's already in place. So this is a global cabal to leverage you into that one world commerce system. It'll start off with a QR code on your phone as everybody's already seen. Everybody in China right now, everybody in China, you go nowhere. You drive nowhere. You get on no mass transit. You go nowhere without your QR coded. Green, it's called a green card. Green market, by the way, Israel is the same, same name for their QR coded mark of the beast called a green card. In other words, a common pass. It's an access system to digital currency. Everything's digital. Digital tickets, digital currency, uh, digital prescriptions, all of it. And unless you have your QR coded Mark of the Beast on your phone, because all of that, where was that before 2020? Nowhere. But that infrastructure has been put in place now. COVID was never about your health, ever. Not for one second. Not for one second about your health. It's a global. So here's the tentacles. It's a global conspiracy. It's a global cabal to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point. And here are the tentacles. Here are the tactics. COVID, vaccines, and climate. Those are the big ones right now. They're, they're big, but open borders is almost as big. Gun confiscation, because then you are, you are helpless to defend yourself against the global cabal and the leftist tyrannists. The trans agenda, the gender agenda, Crime, rampant crime. What are we having right now? All of these things. Abortion. Remember how many abortions are per year? You hear it on this show, just about every podcast. 41.2 million abortions per year that we know about. And of course, now we've got CBDC, central bank digital currency, and digital IDs and digital wallets. These are the tactics. These are the tactics to leverage you in to a one world commerce system. So let's break it down. Dr. Ray video. Ask yourself this. How would they get tiny nanobots into you and everybody else by 2030? Play it for me. In 20 years, plus or minus, so the mid-2030s, <clears throat> we will have nanobots that we can feed into our brain that directly connect to the cloud rather than through anything we carry in our pocket. And in that way, wirelessly we can basically download entire books, entire languages, and we will then know these things just by the act of downloading them. Well, that's one implication. Into but, our brains. But we'll have more neocortex, so we won't be limited to a mere 300 million pattern modules. We'll have billions or 10 billion. But biologically or just simply because we have these nanobots? We'll have this extension that's non-biological. With the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines, one of the key components is the nanolipid particles, 
which are brand new technology on humanity. They're using a nanotechnology, which is pretty much um, little tiny computer bits. They actually can be nanobots, or another word is hydrogel. There's all different kinds of terms and names for the very same structure, but inside of those two vaccines is this, uh, this sci-fi kind of substance. So that has concerned me from the very beginning because that substance can do many different things. In this particular um, instance, what the drug manufacturers are telling us, they're saying they're using that substance because the body is very intelligent. It knows when something is not from nature, it would destroy this synthetic code that's being injected into the person right away. So they had to figure out a way to trick our bodies into accepting a synthetic code they came up with this nanolipid particle that surrounds it. And so they're using it, their reasoning is it's an on-demand drug delivery system. So it allows the body and it suppresses our immune checkpoints to get into the cell. This substance actually, because it's, um, it's like little bits of computers in your body, it's crazy, but it's true, it can do that. It obviously has the ability to act through Wi-Fi. It can transmit and receive energy or messages or frequencies or impulses now that would sound like right-wing conspiracy right it was just her talking that's dr uh Madej is talking right there but the people before that were world economic forum s people one of them was on bill maher's show opposite of somebody who's anti-covid agenda that guy is a covid agenda activist the black the blackmail that was on that that video that I just showed you, I don't have his name, but he's a COVID tyrannist apologist. Now he's coming out right now and saying he's doing the same thing from the Atlantic article. That's what he was doing on Bill Maher. Hey, uh, we didn't know. So he's saying we didn't know. We didn't know, but he's all excited about, is that his name? Yeah. Neil DeGraw Tyson. Thank you, Aaron. See, that's what I mean. You pick up stuff. I don't. So what was that? Degrassi Tyson. Neil DeGrassi Tyson. Just so everybody knows. He's a COVID tyrannist activist. He loves COVID tyranny. Why does he love COVID tyranny? To leverage you into a one world commerce system. That's who want that he thinks he's going to be in charge of, along with a lot of other bourgeois leftists. That's what they believe. As I've been saying it. These guys can testify to it. And here's the thing. Yo, I don't want to be patting my own self on the back, but I've been saying this for a long time. Other, other, you know, they're just getting on board now with the whole border thing. People are like, oh, you know what? The reason why they're doing this is flooding the United States with illegal immigrants because they have no connection to our heritage. Therefore, they'll easily be globally governed. Yep. Now everybody else is saying it. How can you not see it? And I'm talking about me and I'm talking about big time conservatives didn't see it either. I mean, come on. How do you not see it? And this is the same sort of thing. Oh, nanobots and all. This is far out. It's not far out there. They're talking about it in the, this is open source data. Neil, what's his name again? Neil Degrassi, what? Tyson. Neil Tyson is sitting there talking about it basically at a World Economic Forum forum. World Economic Forum, you know, forum uh, breakout session. I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying it looks like that. And he's a noted COVID apologist. And he's talking about this is what they want to do. Now, how do they get our bodies, not ours, because I've never been, I've never, I'm going to receive the COVID vaccination. But how do they get human bodies to accept it? You've been hearing me. And I got it from Peter McAuliffe. I got it from Ryan Cole, Robert W. Malone. Uh, Simone Gold, Charles Hoff, numerous others, world-renowned pathologists and doctors prior to the COVID wave. And of course, they were roundly discredited, falsely discredited. How did they get people? 
How did they get their bodies? Because normally if your body sees a nanobot on the inside of it, it'll be attacked and killed or you get very sick and die. Now, how did, how did, they, get our, the, how did they get our bodies to accept this? They suppress the immune system. What have I been saying now about antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome? What happens is, is they actually surround it with material that turns your antibodies from being warriors into ushers. So your antibodies see this uh, nanoparticle, a, a uh, S-spike protein material, and your antibodies go, you know what? Not a danger because of what they put on top of it. So now you have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, a suppressed immune system, which we're seeing babies born by the thousands every week without an immune system, because that's how they got our bodies to accept this. This is what's happening. This is for real. It's going to connect with Wi-Fi. It's right-wing conspiracy. Why? Now listen, you can call it right-wing conspiracy, nanobots and all those things. It's open source data, the World Economic Forum, and their ilk are talking about it every day and, and, and like I said, open source ways. In other words, on the internet. So here's a Seek for Truth video. By 2030, the smartphone, as we know it, will become obsolete. Play it for me. Say very quickly. I wanted to ask when you all think we're going to move from this form factor to something that's on your face glasses and compu when computing's all on the edge. All right, 50 seconds. Who wants to answer quickly? I think it will go. It, it will, first of all, it will definitely happen. I, I, I was talking about 6G earlier, which is around 20, 2030. I would say that by then, definitely the smartphone as we know it today will not anymore be the usual kind of the most common interface. Wow. This, this, many of these things will be built directly into our, our, our bodies. And one of so it's right-wing conspiracy theory. Now notice where they were at. They were in a breakout session at the World Economic Forum. Right-wing conspiracy theory. The woman asked the question, when are we going to be able to take all this technology and put it into our glasses and it can transmit this and transmit that? And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. It won't even be that. It won't be just in your glasses and things that you wear. It'll be in your own body. But it's right-wing conspiracy if Dr. Madej says, you know what? With the people who are injected with these mRNA gene-altering drugs with Wi-Fi receptive, receptive nanoparticles. That's impossible, right? But this is what they wanted. Listen, the World Economic Forum is in very strict partnership with the CCP and the PLA. They love one another. Xi Jinping loves Klaus Schwab. Put up that pic. Xi Jinping loves Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab loves Xi Jinping. Klaus Schwab comes from a family of tyrannical well, Nazis. Yeah, for sure. That's his dad, who was a very devout Nazi. Klaus Schwab was born in Hitler's Germany in 1938. All that time, his father was in charge. So, And by the way, his father was a close advisor. You look at the top, you can read it. Intimate confidant of Adolf Hitler in uniform. That's Eugen Schwab, Klaus Schwab's dad. So he comes from a family of tyranny. He loves tyranny. He loves control. Now, he will say out loud that the reason why he wants this control, although he'll, he'll, he'll continue to call it capitalism, but it's bold-faced lies. Whenever they say capitalism, they mean tyranny. They mean socialism. They mean an autocratic society. That's what they mean. It's always the opposite. That's who they are because they're of their father, the devil, who's a, who's the liar, who's a liar and the father of lies. Whenever, whenever they say misinformation, that's facts. Whenever they say male, it's female, and female, male. 
Whenever they say they're telling the truth, they're telling a lie. That's what they do. Whatever they call you is what they actually are. When they call you a racist, understand that they're the racist. And I could go on and on. So they're in close partnership with the CCP. This, this, all of China looks like a dystopian nightmare. And that's what all these people want. You and this doesn't have to happen. This is not an Armageddon podcast. This is a rise up to prevent Armageddon podcast. When will Armageddon happen? I don't know whether it's days, weeks, months, years, decades. I don't know. No one knows. But we must, you must rise up now. You can't worry about societal consequences. You may not even need to, you may not, you may have to stop worrying about even being arrested or losing your job. You must stand or there won't be a job to save. There won't be an economy to save. It's just like one generation after another, people in their 60s always vote in to, to economically collapse the United States by keeping entitlements. And listen, I know Social Security is not an entitlement. I know that it's not. I get it. Everybody paid into it. But the problem is not everybody's paying into it that's getting it. That's the problem. And, and uh, seniors will continue to vote in for the economic, vote for the economic demise of the United States for the promise of Social Security and Medicaid. They'll do it. But here's the thing. If all of the U.S. collapses, there's neither one of those things. They won't vote for any cuts in any of these things. 31 trillion dollars in debt and nobody will vote to cut our spending and those things must be cut all of them things things that i even like must be cut let alone let alone all the nonsensical crap that the government spends billions and trillions on but they'll just collapse at all i want to i want to have my check well if it all collapses you'll go from maybe having your check cut 30 or 40 percent to getting nothing. And they're just gambling on that this albatross of inflationary printing of money will just continue on and continue on. There'll never be a collapse while they're alive. Must stand. We've got to vote in people who are not afraid to lose their job. I mean, what I mean by that, we have to vote in congressmen and congresswomen and senators that are not afraid to lose their job. It, it, we, this is where we are at. We must take these stands. We must go ahead and say, you know what? We're not going to fund the FBI. We're not going to fund Joe Biden's Green New Deal, his Inflation Reduction Act. That's an Inflation Production Act. We're not, not going to fund it. Well, then they're going to say, you guys are obstructionists. You're shutting down the government. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're going to get voted out then. Okay. That's the kind of stand that needs to be in. By the way, you won't get voted out anyway. Because people like you and I will be keep voting for those people. Now, here's some, you talk about dystopian stuff. You want to talk about prophetic sort of stuff. Look at this now. This is a Jack Posobiec video. It's actually, Vi- he posted it, but it's from Vice on HBO. HBO thinks this is good because they're hyper leftist. Welcome to China's Skynet. And listen, I'm not going to, I don't want to even give you a preview of this. When the WFF says they want smart cities, this is what they mean. Play it for me can collect about its 1.4 billion citizens. Everyone over the age of 16 is required to have an official state-issued ID card that the government now wants to use to centralize all that information. And China is investing heavily in tech companies to help transform that government data into a virtually omniscient surveillance network. 
One of those companies is Megvi. It recently received a capital investment of nearly half a billion dollars, part of which is from a state-run VC fund. But the name chosen for its premier piece of technology is a bit of a tell. Skynet, yeah. what is that? <laughs> the Terminator is the, the favorite film of our founder. So they, they use the same name, but they want to put something good into this system. So, okay, in the Terminator, Skynet is evil, rains down death from yeah. the sky. But in China, Skynet is good. Yeah, that's the difference. So how do you think your facial recognition technology will change China? Everything happened in the, uh, in the public can be recorded. We can know exactly what happened in every second, in every corner of the city. This is uh, a video stream in a subway station by our smart camera. So we can capture every face in real time. See like some criminal person is out there. There is a the red box. So there is a warning to the police station that there is a criminal person. So I need to locate them. So when it looks out onto a crowd, it's tracking all these faces and it's cross-checking those faces against what? Criminal database. And how many fugitives have been apprehended through this system? Over 3,000 cases in, in nationwide. Wow. Yeah. Just one, one year. In one year? Yeah, one year. Wow. So what you're working on now already seems like sci-fi. What do you think the future will look like in like five years? Have you seen a film just like a black mirror? You just stand there and your face there is a point. So maybe that is the future. But that's like a horror show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that is a, maybe the kind of the future. Every people have their social points, I think. If you like spit gum on the sidewalk, it would yeah, be Yeah, your points, maybe. So there you go. So that's just now it's very interesting that they chose the name Skynet. I mean, it's, it's it really is unbelievable. It's like Broadway in New York. That's right out of Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And then they named the biggest the biggest road on Manhattan Island Broadway. The devil always and demons and devils always reveal themselves. Skynet, yeah, they were. It, Skynet was about raining down nuclear war on humanity only in Terminator. But here we're gonna we're gonna name our system Skynet, but it's gonna be a force for good. As they have mass facial recognition, China, there you go nowhere. You can't drive. You can't get on a bus. Nothing without your digital wall, without facial recognition, without your green pass, your QR coded mark of the beast. It reminds me, listen, everyone see that movie, Tom Cruise, Minority Report? It's all come to life now. Think we're sitting there watching that movie going, wait, what a dystopian nightmare. It's upon us. How these people are all prophetic. I mean, was it, I think it was uh, Steven Spielberg with Minority Report, I believe. And then this guy, he correlates, number one, you have this system that they named Skynet, which was about uh, a computer that took over the earth and rained down fire on humanity. And that's what he names this system. And then he says, it reminds you of Black Mirror. It's a horror film. And the woman even said that was a horror film. He goes, <laughs> yeah. And he starts talking about social points. You spit your gum on the ground. He gleefully goes, yeah, you'll lose points. And then all these idiots like that go, well, you know, it's this bad if you spit your gum on the ground. Well, who, who defines, who's the mediator of bad? Is it bad that I scratch my armpit? 
Bad that you pick your nose. Bad that instead of grabbing a tissue, you just do the old uh, nostril clamp. And you lose social credit. You use social points for that too. Well, you know what? You can't afford it anymore. Social points, which means, by the way, CBDC currency. Which I'm being redundant with the word currency because it's in the CBDC, but central bank digital currency. That's what social points means. You get social points. You get that money deducted out of your account. That's what a social point is, is actual digital currency. Now, this is all, Tom, this is all right wing. It's already in place. And the largest country on the planet is exclusively CBDC. For, for, for the Lao Beijing, the large portion of the population inside of China, their entire life is now facial recognition technology and CBDC currency. Social credit system. Well, they can be taken, they can lose points for anything. These people are prophetic. Minority Report, South Park. How does South Park pull off the things that it does? Absolutely prophetic. These people need to get saved and use their prophetic gifts for good. And just threw this in here so everybody knows how it works. Now, in the midst of the United States accumulating trillions of dollars in debt, and by the way, this was. With exception of one year, this is under the Trump administration. I'm an equal opportunity offender because Trump blew it. Trump had it going and then he blew it with COVID, which is why he's not president. But I won't digress into that tonight because everybody who's watching this podcast has already heard that spiel 5,000 times, which doesn't usually stop me, but I'm going to allow it to stop me tonight. So during, during these, now who knows what they're worth now, but then, and this is what they're reporting. This is what they're reporting. This, this is from the IRS. So Joe Biden and Jill Biden collectively while he was vice president, so she made squat because he's making over 200 grand a year as vice president, obviously. So she's making squat as a doctor, you know, a professor at a community college. That's Joe Biden, by the way, and wants everybody to call her a doctor, which is the height of arrogance. But so they're making just under 400,000 for 2016. And then somehow from 17 to 19, so 17, 18, 19, over three years, they made over 5 million a year. So they go in one, one year making 400 grand a year to over 5 million a year in, four, in the three years after that. Strange, isn't it? Strange how that all works out for the Bidens, isn't it? It's very, very weird. And, who are, and where's all this money coming from? 10% to the big guy? You had $5 million given for Hunter Biden's consultancy by the former mayor of Moscow's uh, wife, the, the deceased mayor of Moscow's wife. Who was one of the richest women in China? $1.5 billion given for Hunter Biden's consultancy, for his financial consultancy to a CCP controlled bank. $58,000 a month from Burisma out of Ukraine, all of which Joe Biden advocates for the benefit of all the forenamed countries. Let's go on next. Washington Free Beacon videos that we're at, Will. All right, NBC reporter, voter ID laws. Listen to this garbage. Play it for me. Good to see you. And as Gen Z gears up to hit the polls, transgender voters are concerned they might be blocked from casting their ballots. Yeah, that's because a growing number of states are enforcing stricter voter identification laws that disproportionately impact the community. NBC Out reporter Joe Yurkaba joins us now with more on this. Joe, good morning to you. So first of all, how can voter ID laws create obstacles for transgender people? And where do we see some of the strictest voter ID laws? 
Sure. Yeah. So voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people because trans people are more likely to have IDs without the name uh, that they go by and the gender marker that reflects how they present. And recent research shows that just over 200,000 eligible trans voters in uh, 31 states that both conduct their elections mostly in person and require or request ID at the polls don't have IDs that reflect their gender identities and the names they go by. Um, and, you know, the states that have the strictest voter ID laws are mostly concentrated in the South and Midwest. So you're, you know, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Kansas. So voters there are going to be. So these people are being cheated out of their votes because their ID cards slash driver's licenses have their correct sex on them. So a dude walks up, a fully penis dude, walks up to cast his ballot with his five o'clock shadow, but he's got his blonde Marilyn Monroe wig on and his bulbous breasts sticking out and he says you know what my name is 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 uh you know samantha wilson but it says here that you're samuel wilson and the guy goes well you're denying me my right to vote because they refuse to allow him to vote because he's identifying as a different person than his id well you shouldn't be allowed to vote then either go and get it done Because most transgender men are perverts trying to get into female bathrooms. That's it. Oh, Tom, how dare you say it? I just freaking said it. 25 years of law enforcement. I dealt with perverts. Every pervert's a dude trying to see a naked woman. It is never a woman trying to see a naked man. Otherwise, where's all the trans men? That would be women pretending to be men. Where are all the trans men trying to sneak in and look at guys while they're peeing at urinals? That's never happening. That's never happening. It's always dudes walking in fully erect into a lady's shower. I'm a woman. I'm on. Wait, there's your fully penis body, which happens to be erect with pubic hair all over it. And you're somehow a woman. Sexually excited by women. So I guess you're a trans lesbian woman right and these people are claiming that they're they're being denied their right but where where are where are all the numbers i want the freaking numbers how many of these trans people are being denied the right to vote i want the numbers where are the numbers because they go up there present themselves as a female when they're actually a male on their license and someone's going oh you can't vote no you know what You can simply say, I am that person on license. I'm dressed as a woman. You'll be allowed to vote. But they won't do that. They want to be accommodated. I don't even know what the poll worker would do. You see what I'm saying? I'm looking at my staff over here. What do you do? uh, Bill Johnson showed up to vote, but but he's going by the name of Tabitha Wilson. So I'm crediting this with Bill Johnson's vote, even though it's Tabitha Wilson. Dressed up as a female. Yeah, yeah, Aaron, my producer Aaron goes, can they have two votes then? That, I mean, that's what the Democrats would want. Yeah, they, yeah, they can gender fluid. I came in as a woman, I came as a man. Came as a woman, I came as a man. That's, a, that's what they want. It's just, and now you're like, Tom, why do you show that in the middle of global cabal? Because that's the global cabal. It's one of the tactics. How many do I have here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten of them. Ten tactics. Climate, open border, COVID, vaccination mandates, gun confiscation, trans agenda. 
This is how they gain power doing things like this. They gain power. You will do the ridiculous. That will never happen in the United States. The United States just got done with everybody driving down the road alone with masks on their face. This, this is, we won't accept ridiculousness. The United States just got done with, and I know there's many segments of the population and many blue areas of the country that are still doing it, but we just got done with people locking down, believing that's going to stop a viral infection. It's going to stop a virus. A, a 0.06 to 0.14 micron sized virus. And you're going to go lock yourself in a house where 76% of all COVID cases are caught in one's own home. And that's going to stop you from getting COVID. A mask is going to stop you from getting COVID. If I stand 5.5 feet apart, I will get it. If I stand six feet apart, I won't accept anything. And you're like, well, what does that have to do with leveraging me, leveraging, leveraging me into a one world commerce system? The trans agenda. Very simple. The same thing as masking. You'll do something ridiculous or face the consequences. You will call a man a woman and a woman a man, or you will be accused of hate speech because there will be some global arbiter that will decide whether things are hate speech or not. This is fully implemented in Canada, fully implemented in, in Great Britain, fully implemented. People are being arrested for hate speech. Cops are showing up at people's houses in London right now because they, somebody put out an offensive social media post. That's absolute fact. We've shown the videos. Hate speech is an actual crime in Canada. People have been arrested and criminally charged. There was a guy, I showed the video. There was a guy criminally charged in England because he had a French bulldog. He grabbed the French bulldog's paw and in mock, he's actually mocking Hitler, made the French bulldog do the high Hitler thing. He was arrested and charged with hate, with a hate crime. That's the point of all of this. You got to pull a poor Republican poll worker who will not accommodate a trans voter, which accommodating them means what and how. And then somehow, how do you deny them the right to vote? You have to, if the person's claiming a different name than what's on their ID. But you see it, it's, it's an absolute, it's, it's unwordable. There's no verbiage to frame this. It's absurdity. But there's, it's no more absurd than taking a vaccination that was one year in production from a company that is trying to keep its vaccine development confidential for 76 years. Do you, well, do you know what the FBI is doing right now, speaking of global cabal? They're trying to, they're trying to suppress the Hunter Biden, what the decisions they made around Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden laptop for how many years? 66 years. It's absolute fact. Pull it up. Google it right now and challenge me. It's absolute truth. This is all global tactics, global cabal tactics to control you. Get a hold of Jesus. Get a hold of the Holy Ghost through being born again. Stop being afraid of that term. Be born again. Get under the power of the Holy Ghost and be the restraining. They're going to call you names. They call Jesus names. They basically call Jesus an insurrectionist. And I'm not advocating any sort of violence or anything else, but you must stand. Let, let them do the violence. God will protect you. All right, let's go to the next one. Radio Geneva video. Millions of patriots. This is a Bolsonaro Zula election uh, down in Brazil. And they just had a false election again. I would like to know who's running the voting machines there. And they have the right to do a military audit there, which I hope they're doing, because Bolsonaro clearly won. Millions of patriots. Millions. Now, that's not, that's not a typo. Millions. 
Millions of people showed up to protest the non-fact that Zula, you know, nobody should ever win an election when your last name is Zula or Obama, ever. I'm just putting that out there. Oh, it's Lula, not Zula. Lula, oh, that's worse. Should never win if your last name is Lula. Sorry for all those of you watching whose last names are Lula. <laughs> Radio Geneva video. Millions of patriots in, in every street of Brazil, Brazil are asking the military leaders to arrest Lula. We will not allow a corrupt criminal to rule us. The greatest mass demonstration in history. Play it for me, Will. go which is another tactic by the way but i just added number 11 to my list here of the globalist cabal the global leftist cabal tactic list which is electoral obstruction which of course they say that you will do that you're doing right that we're the ones all we ask for are audits we're never trying to obstruct anything we want people to have to show an id to vote that's not obstructing anything people are like well some people can't get driver's license well of course some people can't get driver's licenses because they don't qualify to drive. But you know what everybody can get? Same thing. It's the same in every single state. I was a cop for 25 years. Many people that I talked to did not have a driver's license. So what did I ask for? Yeah, well, yeah, but everyone has to stay. My, my producer Aaron's answering social security card. Yeah, but not many people carry around their social security card. You get a state ID card. So you I mean everybody can get a state ID card. And the only ones who are racist are the Democrats who say that black people are too inept to get an ID card or a driver's license. I never assumed that. Every black person I ever pulled over, every Latino I ever pulled over, every white man I ever pulled over, every white woman, every black woman, every Latino woman, every Latino male, I asked for their ID. I assume everybody has an ID because I'm not a racist like the Democratic Party and the globalist left are. So we're never trying to suppress elections. They are. We're just trying to get, a, we're just trying to get forensic audits because we want to know the answers. Why would you not want to know the answers? You could, they could rub it in our face. But right there down there in Brazil... You listen, I could show I could I could spend the entire podcast showing you video footage out of Brazil. You do not get millions of people, the largest mass demonstration in the history of mankind. You cannot amass that sort of mass without ha- having won the election. It's impossible. And you know what the the videos and the pics coming out of Brazil are exactly the same as with our 2020 election, November 3rd, 2020, where Biden, he'd have one of his campaign stops and there'd be 13 people social distance apart. And, and then you'd have, you'd have uh, Donald Trump filling arenas. It's the same thing there. You can't lose, like that's impossible to lose without mass corruption, which is how Joe Biden got in office. But I won't digress into that tonight. But color revolutions, i.e. electoral tampering election tampering is a globalist leftist tactic which i've now added to my list which now is 11 tactics of the global cabal which is a globalist leftist cabal here's another one they all they want you to eat bugs play it for me the insects are just just one part of the of the answer because basically they're, they're very very efficient in converting their feed into food for us so 12 to 25 times more efficient than cattle say to produce the same amount of protein 
they're a natural part of animal diets. It makes sense that they would be part of the food system. We just haven't developed the technology to grow them yet. And so that's what we've been doing is figuring out how to do this at scale for the food system. There's a lot of interest in insects as an ingredient. We're at the very beginning of an exciting phase of growth for the insect industry. When we started a few years ago to investigate Western consumer and the global north, for us, insects uh, is not uh, food. I mean, we associate insects uh, with uh, everything but food. I mean, with dirt, uh, danger, with something uh, disgust, uh, with something that makes us feel uh, sick. Is this one of the main reasons why we don't uh, eat uh, insects? I mean, we do not consider it as food. Looking at from a chef's point of view, it's all about getting a good idea but making it taste good. Because at the end of the day, you might have the healthiest, most nutritional, most sustainable product, but unless it tastes nice and people are willing to accept it, it may be a lot more difficult to get that across to people. So immediately, I started to use insects as an ingredient. So rather than sprinkling whole insects on a salad, which you can still do, there's nothing wrong with that. But I thought if we're going to really get it accepted into mainstream food culture, um, the best way is to incorporate it as a percentage of the overall whole product. From our research, what we can say is that uh, processed insect foods, that's more feasible than uh, consuming uh, insects uh, rather than peanuts uh, for, uh, for as a snack. Kids are amazing and like they are the future of bugs because they're not as inundated with the social norms and the cultural conditioning. Insects are a really good conversation starter, not just about the fact they're healthy or they taste good or they're a completely new innovative type of food. It's that they can really engage our food culture and our diets and that's something we, we really encourage people to do is to think about the amount of meat we're eating but not just meat, where, where does it come from you know and to think you know we can't eat meat for every meal every day but still enjoy it don't feel guilty but just to help you know reduce that reliance on everyday meat eating now that's on the bbc that's not right-wing conspiracy theory it's not on alex jones i didn't originate it here in the tlp and not that i'm equating myself with alex jones i'm just saying there it is right there and look me oh, i mean puke i mean puke fast puke fast Give me a trash can so I can dry heave. Although it wouldn't be dry heaving because I just hauled down. Too monstrous. <laughs> Chicken subs, delicious, by the way. Northport subs, fantastic. Buffalo chicken, buffalo chicken subs, fantastic. So it wouldn't be dry heaving. Look at that thing. You know what? Leave this up the whole time I'm talking about this. So here's the thing. You know, it was, it was really, I, I, I gave... I gave the, uh, my, this commentary to my staff while we were watching this. It's really interesting watching them advocate for you to eat bugs that are walking around in their own feces. Like you have the roaches sitting there walking around in their own black feces that we've all seen because those are palmetto, palmetto bugs that we find in Florida all the time, giant cockroaches, that you always find a trail of their black turds. So whether, while those palmetto bugs are sitting there walking around their own black turds, you basically have these reps of the World Economic Forum saying, yum, yum. Just like that. I mean, look at that. Look at that red sauce. I mean, first of all, that looks like blown up uh, black roach turds all the way around. They're probably not roach turds. They're probably roach eggs that are part of that sauce. And then that actual embodiment of the red sauce there, which are all, what are those called? Grubs? What do they feed them to our chickens? What do we call them, Hope? Never mind. You really engaged the podcast. My wife is no. They're mealworms. They're mealworms. So they they want you now. I go out. I we have chickens, and I go out and feed my chickens that. And you know what? I eat the chickens. 
I'm not going to eat what the chickens eat. Yeah, yeah, you and right. We are the chickens now. We are the new chickens. We're yeah, we're the livestock. We're we're you know, we're the pigs, and they just throw all of our stuff into the tub of food. No, I'm not going to be governed by these people. These same people. Here's the list. The same people that want you to eat bugs, pimping or COVID, pimping or the vaccines. Pimpin' or gun confiscation. And then, of course, I'll bring up the question that I bring up every single podcast. For those of you that are evangelical Christians that have still yet to repent for your COVID caving, ask yourself this question. Why are you against gun confiscation? And the very exact same people that pimp and whore gun confiscation, trans agenda, homosexual agenda, are the same people that pimp and whore COVID, pimp and whore vaccines, and you take their vaccine. You can't stand the globalist leftist narrative ideology agenda. You can't stand it, but yet you take their vaccine. The very, you can't, you're a, you're a second amend, amendment uh, memorial. You are a second, you're, a, you're beyond. You're a second amendment enthusiast, but yet, and, but you're thrice vaxxed. The very same people who want to take away your guns are the same people pimping and whoring vaccines, pimping and whoring a transgender, transgender movement. Until you, pimping and whoring climate change. Until you can't stand all the climate change stuff as an evangelical Christian or as a solid conservative. You know that the, that the climate change agenda is a complete hoax, but the very, you take, but, but then again, the, the, the exact same people that are pimping and whoring the climate hoax pimped and hoard the COVID hoax. And you took their vaccine or you put their mask on your face. Their 2022, 2021, 2020 swastika. You've got to see it's all the exact same agenda coming from the exact same source, which is the globalist, tyrannous, bourgeois left, represented by a multitude of entities that we could just name one right after another. You've got to know that the exact same people that you're, you're disgusted by this, but you're five times vaccinated. The same people pushing you to eat bugs are the same people pushing vaccines. The same people pushing abortion are the same people pushing masks. The same people pushing climate control. I mean, uh, the climate change agenda are the same people pushing lockdown. Same people, same people that are causing mass crime. Cause, are causing and pushing for CBDC. Same people. For all the same reasons. Global control. Now here's the problem. Let's go to the next one, Will. Rob Schneider tweet. Here's the problem. And this is from Jacqueline Gahn, who just restates it. And, uh, Rob Schneider said, in other words, Bill Gates, go bleep yourself. Because he, of course, is a cont- major contributing advisor and member of the World Economic Forum. Insects contain, you can make sure I'm pronouncing this word right. Is it chitin? Or I don't know. It's either chitin, chitin or chitin. I don't know which one comes too close to the S word. So I might end up dropping that by accident. Uh, what is it? Chitin is actually how you pronounce it. Insects contain chitin, which cannot be processed by our gut. Strange, isn't it? The same people that put nanoparticles, mRNA vaccinations into your body which cannot be rejected by your antibodies, which then causes you to have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, which is why nine out of every 10 COVID hospitalizations and COVID deaths are fully vaccinated people. Strange, isn't it? 
So as they alter your body, they make your antibodies unable to deal with disease. Now they want to have your gut unable to deal with what they put into your gut. They want your body, your bloodstream, unable to deal with what they put into your bloodstream. And now they want your gut to be filled with, what's it called again? Chitin. They want your gut to be filled with chitin because your your stomach cannot deal with chitin. But chitin is a polysaccharide which is very tasty to cancer. Oh, so cancer likes it. uh, Parasites, so it causes cancer. Parasites, or it helps to enhance cancer. Parasites, fungi, and pretty much all what give you sickness. It's strange, isn't it? So, in other words, uh, uh, let me put it this way. They want to put chitin in your body, which attracts cancer, which attracts parasites, which attracts fungus, which attracts pretty much all that causes sickness. Chitin is a building part of them. Also, they may contain metamorphic steroids, especially, uh, I don't know how to pronounce some of these things, but ecdysteron, thank God for Aaron. This is not a food for mammals. (laughs) So they want you to eat food that's not for you. Do you ever notice what happens to your dog when you feed him bread? They stink. Your dog smells, not only their breath. You know why? Their body is not designed to eat anything but meat. And now what they're trying to put into your body is something your body is not designed to metabolize, to digest. This is, and, and, and they want it to attract cancer. If they can't abort you in the womb, they'll abort you as a 46-year-old outside of the womb. Because they are of their father, the devil, and they want to carry out their father's desires. That's what Jesus said of the bourgeois elite of his time, the Sanhedrin, the bourgeois snobby elitist who want to carry out their father, the devil's desires, who was a murderer from the beginning, just like this. Let's attract fungus. Let's attract sickness. Let's attract cancer. You think any, let me ask you this. Do you really think Billy, Billy Gates? You, you, let me ask you, you think Barack and Mike tonight after they get done with their spoon session, a la Hammergate? <laughs> do you think they're going to sit down to a meal of mealworms ever? You think Barack is ever going to eat a cricket? The only ones they can get to eat those crickets are Hollywood pimps and whores like Nicole Kidman and Kim Kardashian. They'll pimp and whore themselves for anything just to stay in the spotlight. These globalist bourgeois elitists don't so much hot, hunt the, uh, look for the spotlight. They look, they look for power. This is not a food for mammals. Only birds, and let me just tell you something, You are nowhere near a bird. Only birds can process insect food in safe conditions. Birds' digestion apparatus is completely different than ours. There you go. Now, here's another. So there we have that, of course. This is another control mechanism. Again, that's attacking our food supply and trying to control it. And I'm going to go ahead and use what Will was talking about. He's the one flipping the slides here, thanks to Will. Combat veteran, Marine Corps. He called it, he saw these people that were basically amassing these insect piles into, into pucks, people eating insect pucks. What they want to do 
is get rid of all of your, all of, you know, all of our meat supplies, all of our cattle, all those things. And then they have total control because who's going to be farming insects? So you don't be like, I'll just, I'll just keep chickens. I'll just keep cattle. Let's make it illegal. It's what they're doing. They're right now, their, their tactic is always to consolidate first and then make, a, make illegal. There's, you, know, you know how many companies there really are now? They're shrinking. They're big, the companies are enormous, but there's less people. I mean, there's, there's less companies. They're just enormous. So I was talking about this with my son, Tommy. When there used to be, let's say, 20, 30 different Walmart-style companies, now there's one. So the only person you have to win over if you're a globalist leftist cabalist is the one CEO of that one company, not the 20 others. And notice that's what they did during COVID. It's closed down all of these small businesses, 60% of which will never open again and kept all of the conglomerates open. That's the point of all of this is they want to monopolize all the food and then have you and then control you with that monopoly. You, we're going to send you your cricket puck if you get your QR code and Mark of the Beast and swipe it. Yeah, there's a model of it right here. Look at this way there used to be in comparison to what there is now. See, now all you have to do, when you look at all the companies at PepsiCo, you, used, those used to all be independent companies like Tropicana. No, now it's just PepsiCo. Look at Kellogg's. Look at all the independent companies that there used to be. Now, now it's just Kellogg's. So all you have to do is win over one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten companies, ten CEOs, and you control all of those companies now. When you used to have to, go, you used to have to you have to influence hundreds of people. You now only have to influence ten people. You now only have to win over ten people. So here, now here's another tactic, of course, that I've said, and that is climate. And then you get into the whole electric car thing. I'm going to play the video, and then we'll talk about it. Play it for me. Electric cars are having a moment. Oh, my God. Electric car sales are up 66%. You going to want to jump in the back? And now my president says the future. is electric, and there's no turning back. To make sure of that, some states are banning gas-powered cars. Gasoline cars are driving us toward climate chaos. We actually have to stop using fossil fuel vehicles. California's governor made that an executive order. We will eliminate the sales of internal combustion engines. Governments everywhere say they plan to do that. The government has a vision for a future where all our cars will be electric. But this is just magical thinking. It can't happen. In this video and the next, we point out five inconvenient facts about electric cars that politicians and green activists Take oil, go just don't understand. Electric cars are amazing. Physicists like Mark Mills of the Manhattan Institute do understand. He says the trend to electric is a good thing. But it won't change the future in any significant way with respect to oil use or carbon dioxide emissions. That's inconvenient fact one. More electric cars will hardly dent oil use. If all of us bought electric cars, would it make any difference? So the world has 15, 18 million electric vehicles now. It could go to 300 million, maybe 500 million vehicles. I don't think it'll get that many, but that's the aspiration. That would reduce world oil consumption by about 10%. That's not nothing but it doesn't end the use of oil for the world. Because most of it's used for what? Flying airplanes, driving buses, 
big trucks, the mining equipment to get the copper to build the electric cars is all oil-fired. And it won't change because those trucks last 40 years. And even if all vehicles somehow switch to electricity, there'd be another problem because despite what we've heard... Further, faster, cheaper and greener. Electric cars are not all that green. One reason is because electricity isn't all that green. I'm amazed talking to people who are all excited about their electric car and they say, and I'm not polluting. <laughs> and I say, where do you get the electricity from? And they don't know. They don't know that most of America's electricity comes from fossil fuels, natural gas and coal. Just 12% comes from wind and solar. Yet auto companies tell us... Electric vehicles in general are better and more sustainable for the environment. She's a Ford engineer. She's not ignorant. Well, actually, she probably is ignorant in the literal sense of the word. She's not stupid, but ignorance speaks to what you know. You have to mine somewhere on Earth 500,000 pounds of minerals and rock to make one battery. And most of this mining isn't done in the U.S. American regulations make it nearly impossible. So it's done other places, polluting those countries. And worse, ingredients in batteries are mined in places that enslave people and use child labor. An army of children are at the heart of the mining production, wearing no shoes and in the most wretched conditions. Most Americans proudly driving electric cars don't know about this. They just don't want mining done near them. But wherever it's done, mining is a dirty business that adds lots of carbon to the air. If you're worried about carbon dioxide, the electric vehicle is emitted 10 to 20 tons of carbon dioxide before it even gets to your driveway, before you drive the first mile and plug it in the first time. Carbon dioxide produced by the mining and the manufacturing and the shipping. Exactly. Volkswagen published an honest study. They point out that the first 60,000 miles or so you're driving an electric vehicle, that electric vehicle will have emitted more carbon dioxide than if you just drove a conventional vehicle in the first place. You have to own it for a while before the electric part starts to win. You have to own it for at least 100,000 miles, and then the electric part wins by some. So it doesn't get you a zero emissions vehicle. It's reduced the emissions then by 20 or 30 percent, which is not nothing, but it's not zero. No, it's not close to zero. In our next video, more inconvenient facts about electric cars. Politicians make impossible assumptions. All right, so there we go. Now, again, just you just go with rudimentary facts first, okay? So if you they want to they want you to switch to you got Gavin Newsom, which is outlawing by 2035 the sale of internal combustion engine vehicles in his state by 2035. All right, so that's Gavin Newsom, of course. He'll, he of course will always have access to fossil fuels. You will not, but he will because it's all about control. So you may get a, you may close gas stations. So say you use, you know, 50 gallons of gas a month at a gas station. And now that same 50 gallons of gas is used to charge your EV from your home from Florida Power and Light. It does nothing to change anything. And then like they said in the video, most people who are EV enthusiasts have no idea where the electricity comes from that charges their car. How can you be that stupid and be able to get a driver's license? That's frightening. Absolutely frightening. Oh, it's just like wearing a mask. 
Oh, look at me save the world with my EV. Oh, I'm saving the world. Oh, really? Now, that had to be charged, right? Right. So where did the power come from that charged your battery? Oh, I don't know. They have no idea. It's it's the same people go, we don't need oil companies. We have gas stations. We don't need farmers. We have grocery stores. That's how stupid people are. It really is. People are that dumb. So let's go over this now. And let me enlighten you on this too, in case you don't know. We are having, we have the lowest diesel supply in 40 years, going on, or towards 20 years, maybe 20 years, might be the lowest supply in 20 years. Right now, we only have 25 days worth of diesel, uh, of diesel fuel in the world, in the world. Now, what, what is, what, what is diesel used to power? Um, let me see everything. So, what people will say that our EV enthusiasts have no, have no idea how those cars are powered. They'll go, well, we don't need diesel. Um, we have the trucks that bring in all of our stuff. Well, we don't need diesel. Um, we have all those bulldozers that build our houses and clear the lots. They're all run on diesel. Everything's run on diesel. Buses, trains, ships, every, uh, obviously semi-trucks, everything that brings supply is run by diesel. Everything. And we have a global diesel shortage right now. The lowest amount that we've had in at least two decades. That's where we're at right now because of these people, self-imposed suffering. None of the bourgeois leftist elitists will suffer at all when people are freezing to death in Germany coming up because Germany is the, is the Arctic North. None of the bourgeois elitists will suffer at all. They will have enough fossil fuels to keep themselves warm, but not the people they want to control because they're using that cold. They're using that suffering to leverage them. They'll leverage you. What they want to do is consolidation. Bring everybody into urban centers so you're easily controlled. Six, uh, uh, EV sales are up 66%. Why? It doesn't do anything. What, what, what's the statistics say here? It takes, they have to mine 500,000 pounds of gravel to get one battery using slave labor. So all of these people, oh, you know, AOC with her, with her fake pictures down at the border, crying over, uh, over kids in cages. She's perfectly fine. She hates that the kids were in the cages that Obama Biden built. She hates that. But she's absolutely fine with the slave labor used in third world countries to mine 500,000 pounds worth of gravel to get one Tesla battery. She's fine with that. Kids are dropping dead. No problem whatsoever with that because she's got to get in her Tesla to go get her cafe latte every day from Barney's. And here's the other stat. I'll, finish, I'll close out with this, about the, this section anyway. 10 to 20 tons of CO2 is used by your EV prior to it ever getting to your driveway. You have to drive it for 100,000 miles to even start to gain any sort of lack of carbon footprint on a internal combustion engine. So before you even cut down, when you're comparing internal combustion engine cars versus EVs, the EVs have to be driven for over 100,000 miles before they actually start to emit less less CO2 than the internal combustion engine. 100,000 miles. There's 60,000, they emit 10 to 20 tons of CO2 while they're being built. 
while they're mining that 500,000 pounds worth of gravel for one battery. Using, well, what do they use to mine? Uh, Diesel-powered trucks and bulldozers. Then those mining materials are put on diesel-powered ships, which are then put on diesel-powered trains and diesel-powered trucks. In Florida, when the, uh, well, Aaron's putting up something for me. After 100,000 miles, it's only 20 to 30% less. So you don't start to gain anything on actually emitting less CO2 until you're driven for over 100,000 miles. And even after that, you're only gaining 20 to 30% after 130,000 miles. That reminds me of the Biden administration. I use this all the time. It reminds me of their economic plan for their Inflation Reduction Act. You know what? We know your house is being foreclosed on and that you have to be out in 30 days, but don't worry. And we know that you're then having to move to the YMCA with your, with your family of four, the Salvation Army. We know that, but we're giving you 30% off solar panels to put on the house you no longer own. That, that, that's the same. That makes as much sense as buying an EV and thinking that you're reducing your CO2 emissions, which by the way, CO2 is not a bad thing. And remember the stats coming out of Australia. It's very simple. They, what, what is the definition of harmful CO2? What is the definition of a harmful CO2 level in our atmosphere? What's the definition? None of them will say it. I'm about to show you a, a video from John Kerry. He can't define it. Greta Thunberg can't define it. Joe Biden certainly can't define it. The World Economic Forum can't define it. The World Health Organization can't, can't define it. The globalist left can't define it. Noah can't define it. Nature, Nature Magazine can't define it. Nobody can define what constitutes harmful CEO, uh, CO2. What constitutes it? What makes, what level of CO2, what, what percentage of CO2 in the atmosphere constitutes a problem? Nobody's ever, nobody's ever defined it just like they've never defined a salt rifle. They, will, they, don't, they cannot define the problem that they want to solve. So there is no problem. If you can't define the problem that you are trying to globally solve, then how do you solve the problem? They, they don't even know. 0.04% of the atmosphere is CO2. 3% of that 0.04% is made by humanity. So they want to shut down the world for 3% of 0.04%. Why would they want to do that? To control you. If you have an EV, electric car, then you have to plug that thing into a grid, which is controlled by international power companies that are governed by ESGs, environmental social governance, which comes right out of the federal government. And if you don't vote right, if you smoke, chew tobacco, if you uh, buy a firearm, Whatever it may be, you have a plane ticket to a Trump rally and just say, you know what? Just like they will do with digital currency, just like they'll do with, dig- with social credit systems, they'll just cut off your account. That's the point of it all. So here we go. Matt Whitlock video, 61 days before the midterms. And what's John Kerry concerned about? Play for me. Ford Motor Company and General Motors and other companies around the world have spent hundreds of billions of dollars retooling their plants. Why? Because they're going electric. And by 2035, that's all we're going to have in America. Electric cars being manufactured, not on the road, but being sold in, in new cars. That's President Biden's goal. By 2035, he wants the power sector of America to be carbon free. 
So if we accelerate these efforts, which is what technology and entrepreneurial activity help us to do, uh, this is going to change even faster. And, and so that's where I draw enormous hope and, and some optimism, because I believe we can still make this happen. But we have to make the right decisions and implement those decisions. Again, this is about pretending that there is a pandemic that you have to survive, a global threat that you have to survive, neither of which exists. COVID-19 existed, but it's not a, or exists, but it is not a pandemic. It doesn't rise to the level of a pandemic at all. It goes after 80 and above years old, 80, 80 year olds, 80 and above year olds and morbidly obese. But let's pretend like it's 99.9% non-survivable for the entire population so we can usher in global governance and global control. That's what that's all about. It's the same thing with climate change. You have John Kerry. Give me some hope. John. You're 80. Hope for what exactly? I mean, listen, I'm, I believe in the Bible, Genesis 6-3. I believe we're supposed to live to 120. I'm not really talking about his age. I'm just saying, John, you're 80. Nothing has ever happened to you as a result of climate change. Nothing. You've never been flooded. Your life has never been put at peril. Nothing. But yet, for, something has to give you hope. What's the evidence that there's climate change? I mean, climate always changes. What's the evidence that it's a threat? John, define to us the level of CO2 that makes it a threat to humanity. If we know it's 0.04% in the atmosphere, 3% of that 0.04% is caused by human beings. So we, we know that. So is it 0.05%? Is it 0.10%? What is it? They don't define it, but John Kerry's looking for hope. And his hope is... To replace the 50 gallons of gallon, 50 gallons a month of gas that you use at the pump, with, you replace that with the 50 gallons of gas you use from the electric company. That's John's hope. So the same 50 gallons is still burned into the atmosphere. One is burned by your car, or we're going to switch it to being burned by your local power company. And if it's burned by your local power company, that gives Johnny hope. The multi-billionaire who flies around the globe on his private jets. You think speaking of another hoax, here's one for you. Everybody thinks you're saving the planet, put your masks on, do all those different things. And masks, of course, have caused mass, masks have caused mass pollution. Here's another thing. The old plastic bottle, this is written by the hyper right-wing Boston Globe. No. But the whole recipe, I've been saying this for 10 years. You know why? Because I talked to somebody on the inside of the trash business. It's all a hoax. It's all garbage. You know what they're really doing? Learn this on the Dan Bongino show today. Leave this up. What's really happening is that you, everybody thinks, you know, they, they put their bottles in their recycle container. I do it too. So hypocrite right here. I don't do it to save the globe. I just do it because I'm out of room in my trash can. Seriously, I don't do it to save the globe. If I, if I have room, I just throw away anything and everything, including aluminum. How dare you? I, I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks. I care about what the almighty God thinks. And I don't see any verses in the Bible about pollution. And I hate polluting. I hate people that litter. I can't stand. I don't hate the people, but I hate the littering. I hate that sort of stuff. And I don't want people to mass kill off animals. And I don't want people dropping sewage into the ocean and doing any of those stupid things. But that's not what the, that's not what the global climate cabal is about. That's about leveraging you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by a tyrant. That's what all this is about. 
And this has all been fake. You're not saving anything. No more so than the idiot driving around alone in his Tesla because he's got, he's got the full package. He's driving around in his EV, replacing the 50 gallons of gas that he would normally buy from the gas station. He's giving those 50 gallons of gas to the local power company, so he's still burning the exact same amount of gas to two different places and believing he's saving the world from CO2 emissions and a CO2 problem he can't define. Same thing here. Plastic recycling is a myth, study shows, from the, from the bastion of right-wing conservative, conservatism, Boston Globe. The environmental nonprofit Greenpeace USA says in a new analysis, uh, its new analysis provides more proof that plastic recycling is a myth. The new research shows that of the 51 million tons of plastic waste U.S. households generated in 2021, just 2.4 million tons or 5% was recycled. That's strange, isn't it? Don't you put every ounce of plastic into your giant... By the way, my recycle bin used to be this big, and now it's bigger than this desk. So you just put more and more into it? It goes nowhere. You know what's actually happening? Is they put... I'm going to use Will's, Will's uh, verbiage. They just make giant pucks of trash, of, of, of plastic that you think is being recycled. It costs so much to... to uh, separate plastic and recycle plastic it costs so much what's really happening again uh credit to dan bongino dan bongino podcast they're actually taking giant swaths of this plastic waste shipping it overseas get this now using what again diesel that we have the lowest amount of in recent history ever using diesel to transport giant swaths, giants, giant amounts of, of packaged plastic overseas to third world countries, which then dispose of it into the ocean. That's exactly what's happening, just so you know. And then you have Joe Biden. Uh, we're saving the earth. You know, this is a funny little thing too. I just got to go over this real quick. Joe Biden says that all of the social security recipients, I read this on Twitter, and then verified it that all the social um, also all the social security recipients are receiving their highest cost of living increase in modern history great job Biden Mr. why is that exactly well that's because that was there was actually I can't I think it was during it was either during the Reagan no it was the Nixon administration during the Nixon administration they enacted a policy that whenever you had inflammatory uh, an inflammatory economy, an inflation in the economy, that the social, there had to be a social security increase that matches the inflation. So they're having the largest cost of living increase in modern history because we're having the largest inflation increase in modern history. And Biden himself, you know, whoever controls Biden, Susan Rice, Ron Klain, Barack Obama, sent out a tweet himself congratulating himself for giving Social Security recipients the largest cost of living increase in modern history. The only reason why they're getting the increase is because it's actually written into federal law that they have to get it when there's mass inflation. So because we have the largest increase in inflation in modern history, they get the largest cost of living increase in history. Biden's got nothing to do with it, but once again, he takes credit for it. You got to see this. 
and wokeness video. The first woman, again, this is a tentacle, a tactic of the globalist leftist agenda to leverage you into a one world commerce system. And wokeness video, the first woman owner of Miss Universe is a dude. Play it for me. Extremely important, not just for me, not just for JK Global Group Public Limited, but for all the women and trans women, particularly all the fans of Miss Universe that have been watching, been with us for 70 years now. It's the time that we lift the spirit of women on the stage and having the platform globally to show to the whole world that we are intelligent, we are beautifully confident, and we can be iconic women. We can be iconic women? Dude, you have a penis. Just because you've attached prosthetic breasts to your body, everything, you don't have ovaries, you don't have a uterus, you are a dude. You don't have an X chromosome. You're a dude. You look at how he talks. You will always be a dude. And here's the thing I'm wondering. Is he going to be able to go backstage with all, the, all of his fellow women as they're getting dressed for the swimsuit competition? He's just, I mean, he's just back there. Wait, you know, what's going on in your pants there, pal? Oh, nothing. I'm a woman too. He's just like that Dylan, whatever his last name, Dylan McEnany or whatever his name is, Mulrooney or whatever it is. He's, you know, he's always talking about, you know, I've got a different, what did he call it? Crotch bump or whatever. Bulge. bulge. Yeah, he's got a bulge instead of a Barbie pouch. You know, he'll be back there. What's going on in your pants there, Miss Universe owner? Uh, Mulvaney, Dylan Mulvaney. You know, we just need to, we need to be accepting that I don't have a Barbie pouch. I've got a bulge. I wonder if the Miss Universe owner is going to be back there giving massages giving massages between events at the Miss Universe contest. All these, all of these, whoever they may be, listen, if they lop it all off, I still won't call them a female, but it gives them some credibility. Listen, look at this. Peter J. Hassan tweet, Biden's State Department is funding drag, drag theater. This is where you're, we're $31 trillion, 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 we're $31 trillion in debt, and this is where your money is going. Joe Biden's State Department is funding drag theater performances in Ecuador to promote diversity and inclusion. You know what? When I think of priorities for the United States, I immediately default to Ecuador. And then I think, you know what? What, would, what Ecuador really needs is drag theater. So since we're $31 trillion, trillion in debt, you know, let's go spend a couple bill on that. You know, forget about baby formula shortages. Forget about the open border, 107,000 fentanyl deaths. Forget about all of that. Let's send a whole bunch of money down to Ecuador for Ecuadorian drag theater. That's when I think of priorities. That's we you know we got we got a nearing. We have a nuclear threat going on in Ukraine. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I'm just saying that's the threat. You know what? We're, we're going to send our money for Ecuadorian drag shows. Restoring America pick. Uh, State Department funds Ecuadorian drag shows in the name of diversity. In the latest example of woke ideology infecting foreign policy, the Biden administration will be funneling money to that South American country. Isn't that great? Go to the next one for me, Katie Pavlich. 
GOP bill, that's why we have the right, we need to elect the right people on November 8th, would block federal funds for sexually explicit programs aimed at our children. Go to the next one. Just a news tweet. Pennsylvania taxpayers have paid $16 million for children for child gender reassignment surgeries. Leave this up. Now remember what we heard not one month ago, not two months ago, not three months ago. That there were no child gender reassignment surgeries going on. Nowhere. Boston Children's Hospital, that was the epicenter of the problem. Matt Walsh called them out. They were the epicenter of that proclamation. We are doing no child gender reassignment surgeries, none. Then they get caught doing child gender reassignment surgeries, and then they come out with the, with the MO of the left. Oh, we're being threatened. That's what the FBI does because they're arresting you know, people that don't need to be arrested, arresting, uh, putting, putting parents on terrorist watch lists, arresting pro-life activists for saying how great they are outside of pro-life clinics. They're arresting all them. And then they claim they're getting the threats, right? Same thing going on here. They've claimed not, not a month ago, not two months ago, not three months ago. All of 2022, there was no child uh, gender reassignment surgeries going on anywhere. And then they get caught and then they say they're receiving threats. Why is there never a retraction? That's why there's no amnesty for these people. They never apologize. They never say that they were wrong. They never retract. They never repent. And all their policies are still in place. Back here, Saturday night, 55 minutes of freaking fury. Do not miss it. Love you all. God bless you. And I'm telling you, the devil is not going to have this nation. And you're, the American people are not going to spend their lives being on 90 different medications, sick and afflicted. It's time for revival. It's time for the fire of God to set this generation free. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. I stand unequivocally on the word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity, the Bible, sin, the Bible, everything. Protection, the Bible. Church, the Bible.